This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Your discretion is advised. Hey, hey. hey, what is going on, Joseph? How's it going, buddy? Oh, going okay. Not a lot going on. Got a lot of minute, lot of last minute key campaign events that are popping up. I got one uh, last one minute one tonight to go to. I got one uh, tomorrow to go to now. So wait, wait got- last minute what? What, Joseph? Campaign events. Oh, camp! I thought you said I didn't know what the hell you were saying there for a minute. Okay, it may have come out as camping. Yeah, I'm not camping. It's too cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stock was just telling me, you know, because he lives in kind of your neck of the woods, not too far from you in Wisconsin. He was telling me it was snowing there the other day. Ah, uh, yeah, the upper parts of Michigan. Yeah, and it's it's a drizzly, rainy. 40 degree ugly day today <laughs> yeah so we're gonna have let's join us here momentarily her name is adina with an a like like dina but put the a in front of dina so it's adina uh i'm not even i'm gonna i'm gonna have her help me with the last name yeah we we both need it i looked at it and i thought okay i could pronounce that probably a couple different ways <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I was trying to pronounce it, and I'm like, uh, you know what? I I learned a long time ago. If you say the 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 last names incorrectly, people usually get mad at you, and then you start getting into a bicker batter war. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so she's she's going to be joining us here momentarily, but uh, sorry about the uh, sorry about the um, the lateness here. Uh, about like three minutes late into the show this morning, uh, folks. I. I just happened to get off uh, Sosslin's show. We were talking sports uh, for Sports Tuesday, which that show should be airing uh, later this afternoon. Soss is all over the place. He's traveling. He's, you know, usually when he does these shows, he like he broadcasts, you know, in, in hotel rooms, you know, because he's, you know, he's heavily into the Republican committee, uh, Joseph. So, you know, yeah. he's, you know, he's usually broadcasting in a hotel room and sometimes he can't upload it uh to the uh to the platform on anchor uh because he uses the same platform i use but you know he uh, you know but he he does a different type of panel you know than i do you know it's 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 more of a uh of of an interview style you know rather than a uh, regular podcast but uh you know hey he's he's doing good man he's ranking up in the ranks i told him i was like man i was just checking you out the other day and you're doing you're doing very well yeah. on spotify so kudos to you man yeah, I'm heavily involved in various Republican clubs and committees also, as you know. And, uh, yeah, tell Sauce I'm upset. He still hasn't reached out to me for an interview. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. I got to I gotta, I gotta remind him uh, when, I, when I talk to him next because I, I just literally got off the show like, like five, six minutes ago. I'm like, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, oh, shit. And I, I, I sometimes I have to catch my words when he's when I'm on his show, Joseph, because he's he's more Christian based. And I respect that, you know, and I, I respect any show I'm on, you know, like I, I I respect their panel. 
and their show. So like usually when I'm talking, I talk very, very slow, you know, not like slow, but I talk <laughs> slower because I've learned that a long time ago. Like when you talk slower, you can catch your wording. So you don't. Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't slip. You could filter yourself a little easier. And yeah, and I know sauce is a, uh, more Christian-based show, and uh, so my book still fits because despite the title, Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You and the main topic, it is very much not a book about death. It is a pro-life book, you know? So that's why I, I like to be on Christian shows to be able to explain that. It's about family values and life, not death, murder, killing, you know, uh, despite the content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just um, bear with me. Uh, Mackenzie's. Uh, oh, I didn't tell you. Uh, Mackenzie uh, Joseph is in Europe. She'll be in Europe until like November 14th, she told me. Ooh, la-dee-da, globetrotter. <laughs> yeah, well, Mackenzie, she's she's a model. She does a lot of modeling. And uh, she was telling me, she's like, babe, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be away, you know, for a month. Is is that going to be OK? And I'm like kind of smiling, you know, sarcastically. And I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. Don't be bringing any women over. I was like, of course not. <laughs> I was like, don't be, be uh, chenessing with the uh, Italian men over there because she's in uh, Milan. So, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, modeling. I mean, you, you've got to be serious model. You've got to be able to go there and hobnob with them and and of course probably paris at some point too and go all yeah. the way with italian yeah so you know i had to i had to catch my words uh joseph you know so you know she was like okay well you know you behave yourself and i'll behave myself in italy so huh? <laughs> i don't want to i'll tell you that story maybe a little later i don't want to have our guests waiting here uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the honor to welcome to the show uh, Adina Mignoga. Nah, if did I pronounce that last name correctly? Hello, Adina. Uh oh. Oh, we got it. We have another one. Get this woman's mic working, huh? Or is that like a filet mignon? Is it Adina Manana? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully our audio will, will come in. I, I don't know what it is. Yep. Oh, she she dropped. Hopefully she'll come right back. Yeah, yeah. We we seem to be having audio issues with with with, with our guests lately. Uh, you know, the therapy twins yesterday, and then now Adina. So, <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to her. I, I checked her out. I've got some questions. So. <laughs> yeah, she's got a book out. Oh, there she is. Uh, Adina, how are you? Uh, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Adina, are you familiar with Anchor FM? I am, but I've never done a podcast directly recorded into it. Well, Adina, what we do here is we do all the, the nice recording here with the uh, the really, really nice quality audio. And then I usually go into my studio and I just put in the nicks and crannies to make it really, really good for Spotify and then all the other platforms. So Awesome. Yeah. So the first thing is is we need the pronoun 
proper pronunciation of your last name? It is Mignona. Oh, I was close on the filet mignon thing. <laughs> yep. Well, and that's how I, I tell people. I say if they're familiar with filet mignon, filet mignon, ah. Uh, but I've been noticing that people don't always pronounce filet mignon the way I pronounce filet mignon. Did you say yeah at the end, like an I-A or a Y-A? Like an uh, not really a like, Y, just uh. Uh, okay, manana. Mignona. See, the, the, the Min- middle part's the important part. It's Mignona, Mignona. okay. Yeah, like you own something. Okay, there we go. Let me phonetically write that now. Mid own. (laughs) Hey, Joseph, the W is uh, is silent, buddy. Yeah. 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 So, Adina, um, tell us a little bit about uh, some of your work. I know you've, you know, you've written a a few books and you have this book out, um, which I decided to put on the poster for the episode today. Yay. Yeah. Uh, how did you come up with that title? So Crazy Foolish Robots. Yeah. It didn't start out that way. It, it had a it was originally titled How to Be a Rocket Scientist. <laughs> really? And, yeah, that's what. Well, so I had this idea years ago uh, that I'd have this kind of snarky kid who actually was like a little, you know, shuttle pilot. Uh, and he lived out in near the asteroid belt and he kind of was snarky and didn't like uh, people from earth coming to bug him. And so he, he came up with this list of, well, you know, if you want to do what I do, here's the rules, here's how to be the rocket scientist. And almost none of that found its way into the final book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cute because yeah, as an author, right. Books go through iterations. We're having a bit of a behind the scenes here. And even if the book would have stayed the same, people don't realize how many iterations, even with movies, titles may go through. You have a working title like mine. I was dead set it was going to be Terror Strikes, but coming soon to a city near you went through various iterations before we got to that as the subtitle. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of people, because this first book came out in June of 2021, a lot of people have made an assumption that I started and finished it during the whole pandemic. You know, they called my pandemic book. It's like, no, I started this in 2012. Yeah, there was a lot of <laughs> pandemic books that came out. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it almost, you know, the way you're exp- explaining this, uh, you know, the backstory of the book, it almost sounds similar to the book that I grew up uh, with. I forgot the title, but I think you know what I'm talking about with the teacher that she had, like, some type of magic school bus. And they went, Seatbelts, everyone! Please let this be a normal field trip with a friend. No way! Cruising on that main street, you relax and feeling good. Like different types of like atmospheres and different stuff like that. It almost sim- sounds similar to that in a book form. Or do you mean the Magic School Bus, like the TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah the With Magic Frizzle, Mrs. Frizzle, yeah, Miss yeah. Frizzle, yeah. 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 Some of the uh, backstory, the backdrop. Yeah. So, uh, so Crazy Foolish Robots was also not the second title either. I should I should say that too is because when I eventually realized my my 17 year old uh kid he was just the most annoying character ever and he was very cliche 
and he had a there was another i'm gonna say she started out kind of almost as a sidekick it was just a secondary character she wound up taking over and, and became like the main character and oh, so i got rid of the guy completely and and she became my character although i changed her name it was originally stella and it became ruby and I aged her a little bit. And then the book was for a while entitled Ruby's Robot Planet. And just ah. as, as we were working on the cover, I was working with my cover artist, it just wasn't gelling. And I realized what I needed to do was take the name Ruby out of the title because it just it just wasn't working. So Savage Unfiltered. Somehow I got crazy cool with robots. I don't I don't exactly remember like the moment when I had that aha moment, but it was <laughs> maybe like two months before the book actually came out that I said. Uh, Dina, it. if it works, it works, right? It I mean did. if it's yep. the molding, it yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean I go with it. But uh I uh, has it has it brought you some type of uh success though? I mean, have you seen a lot of people drawing to that to that book? Yeah, well, the interesting thing is it's not a, a young adult book, although uh. because there's no like adult themes in it, I don't actually use bad language in it. You know, a, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's got to be a young adult book. It's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I just wrote it for me and just it is just what it is. So the, the surprising things is I, I get actually a lot of older readers. A lot of my like core readers of this are in their 60s and 70s. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the name thing again, because mm -hmm. you said Stella. Did that derive from interstellar? That's a, uh, no, no. I, well, man, I should have just said yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it should have. That would have been great. Maybe I'll have to do that in a, she'll have to come back in a future, in a future. Yeah, I'm surprised that it's it's drawing the attention of, um, of elderly, you know, yeah. rather than uh, millennials, because that that name, you know, mm -hmm. uh, crazy, uh, what is it? Crazy, crazy foolish, foolish robot. robots. Yeah, yeah. It, you think it would uh, it would draw attention of uh, millennials, right? Yeah, younger younger people, yeah. college bound yeah. students. But wow, well, that's, that's a surprising uh, hook there. <laughs> it might just be how I'm getting the word out and who I'm marketing to, and I think I get into a lot of like newsletters and stuff where there's just old, you know a lot of people who just read a lot and devour a lot of science fiction, and it, it might just be that simple. That's where you know I'm hitting. That's where I'm showing up the most. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Before we get too far in, I want to mm -hmm. recommend people go to Amazon and follow you. I did that this morning. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and follow all the authors, me, mm -hmm. you, Lance, that was on the other day, all the authors that Michael has on his show, you should go to Amazon and click follow so you can get updates when new stuff comes out. But I'm staring at the Amazon page right now. I'm Cheating with the inside the book feature because I have not, I don't have a Kindle. I don't mm -hmm. do Kindle. So I'm cheating with the inside the look, book look feature. And I see out of the millions of email messages traveling daily between Earth and Astral 2. Well, I just want to stop there and tease you about in the future, I sure hope we're still not using the same dull, boring email. Why didn't you create V-mail for like video mail or virtual mail where a hologram shows us a letter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so that's an interesting question because that came up in my writer's group recently. We were talking about another thing about my future. So the book, the book takes place about 200 years in the future, but it's meant to be 
somewhat humorous in a way that while it's the future, I'm not trying to like accurately project into the future. I want people to still kind of have a feeling of nowness, you know, so and, uh-huh. and again, and so with that kind of humorous thing, taking things that really are familiar to people day to day kind of shows up a lot. You know, it's it's almost like even though I say the book is 200 years in the future, some aspects of it feel like maybe it's 10 or 20. Gotcha. Well, so you're not well, doing an H.G. Wells thing here. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say something here. I mean, it's doing phenomenal on Goodreads, Dina. I see it's uh, what, a, a 4.5 mm-hmm. out of 5. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty good. I'm pretty happy pretty with good. that. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a good rating. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody wants a five, but if you get like a 4.5, yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. You yeah, know? I'm happy being over four. I feel like I, I'm happy that I'm over four because, you know, I'm not going to be for, you know, my, my writing isn't going to be for everybody. Everyone has their likes and dislikes. That's, that's, that's cool. I know not everyone's going to love this, but uh, the fact that a lot of people do, uh, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm very happy. I'm glad it's helping motivate me finish the series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sadly, there's always a troll or two, though, for whatever reason, they 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 get a kick out of going around and bad mouthing people and their mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So 4.5 is indeed pretty good. And another thing I noticed on the page is you seem to do Kindle exclusively or ebooks, which to me, I, I'm thinking and you can address is a financial thing because self-publishing a physical book, I can attest to gets pretty expensive. And I see you use ebook launch. And I'd even like Michael to pass my number along to you after the show. I'd like to have a private discussion behind the scenes about your uh, work with ebook launch because I may do my next project Kindle only, and I'd like to know your experience and pricing with them. Yeah, so I'll, I will say that so ebook launch is the name of the company that did my covers. They're they're the ones who I, I hired to do the cover artwork. Uh, but I've done you know as a these days where I guess I'm calling myself an, an indie publisher. So the moment the books are exclusively on Amazon, but they are available on Amazon and paperback too. So it's not just Kindle; it's paperback. Now, Adina, I had a question. Audio. Yeah, I had a question yeah. here. Uh, before I get to the question, mm-hmm. uh, we, we uh, Joseph, we reached out to uh, Soslin. He was supposed to join us in the beginning of the show. He's running late. So if he comes in, he comes in. If he doesn't, it's it's okay. Uh, Soslin, uh, Adina is my other co-host that joins me during the week. Mm-hmm. I had a question here for you uh, with the paperback. Yeah. Now, I'm not you know, I don't write books or I, I've thought about writing books. I, I, sh- I wrote a short book on uh, on Amazon uh, Kindle, actually, the ebook uh, format. Uh, but it was a very, very short book. It was uh, maybe like six or seven chapters. But, you know, my question is with the soft cover, you mentioned soft cover. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself as an author doing well with the soft cover cover rather than the, the ebook format? So I've definitely, uh, you know, I, I should uh, don't off the top of my head, like have my sales numbers, but I think so. So there's a, the two different ways the book is available is, you know, the, the paperback. So the soft cover book and then an e format and the, but between the e format, the two different ways you can do that is just you can buy the Kindle book or you can yeah. read it on Kindle Unlimited. And so when I look at my, my numbers, I actually personally don't differentiate 
Kindle, I, I differentiate Kindle Unlimited page reads versus sales. But then in my head, I haven't split up sales between ebook and the physical book. I, I should do that. Because um, I, th I think it's actually about evenly split, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I know there's I know there's yeah. statistics that that Amazon yeah. does and yes. other publishers do where where they'll get they'll break it down where you know uh, age wise because we have it here mm -hmm. on podcasting where they'll give you a bracket chart of where your shows and stuff like yeah. that are going you know what age group what uh, you know gender and everything else uh, th does the statistics show that with you at all? No, like, unfortunately, that's one of the downsides of of you know Amazon really? and exclusively with Amazon. It just breaks down just the fact of sales. It tells you no, you know, you get no information from Amazon on who bought your book. See, that's something that I might yeah. want to roll out mm -hmm. soon. You yeah. know, the statistics, kind of how they do it. it would be nice. And Audible books, yeah, because mm -hmm. I know Audible, uh, which is an Amazon company, mm -hmm. they break down the statistics for the Audible books. You know, the age, the gender, mm -hmm. this, you know, uh, you know, different types of uh, origins, you know, countries that you're reaching. Mm -hmm. So that's a rather interesting thing that you know, even authors might want to bring to Amazon's attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. As an author, uh, we would love to have that kind of data. <laughs> well, yeah, it helps yeah. your it helps your strengths and it helps your weaknesses. You know where where you're doing great at and you know where you need to improve. You know mm -hmm. because every great author has their weaknesses. You know. Yep. Yeah. Well, at least with Amazon, you do get some information. Whereas if you're selling, you know, when this book sells through Books a Million or Barnes and Noble and all those other places. You you get very you get next to no information other than through like the you know Ingram Sparks that a book was sold. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Michael Gardner, uncut, raw, um, uncensored. So what's uh, what's next for Adina? Is there going to be uh, some more books coming out in the near future? Or yes, yes, yes. So this series, uh, so two books are out. It's meant to be a series of four. So book number three will be available at the end of November. And it is, I'm, I'm actually in the final stages of editing it uh, with my editor right now. And then the oh, yeah. book four is, I've started the draft of it. I have the outline. I know what's happening. <laughs> I know all the new characters. I know all the, the details. I just got to write it. <laughs> Adina, I must spring. say you're a very, very fast uh, writer and you oh, seem to have a really good editing uh, staff behind you, you know, oh. to get these books out really, oh. really quick. My, well, that's the thing. Remember, I started 10 years. <laughs> I started on this 10 years ago. So once once the first one kind of kind of came into place, what was really that even the original story when I realized I didn't want it to be one humongously long book is when I decided to break it up into four. And so it was like getting the first one done. That was the big hurdle. And so, yeah, since then um, it's kind of all kind of fallen into place for this series, but even then I really, for the next series that I do, I'll have actually like a, a shorter, you know, time span in between books. Cause right now it was like, that was what I was really not expecting when book one came out one of the biggest like negative responses I got was like, well, wait a second, what about book two? And I had not yet planned to, I mean, like I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't have well, it on apparently the Apparently doing something but, right. If they see book one doing great, they want to know yeah. where book two is. Right. And you're getting I didn't know that. Oh, you <laughs> did didn't know. know. <laughs> so now oh, that okay. I know for the next series, I'll kind of have that all like planned out ahead of time. 
then you're then you're really on the map. You know what I mean? Yes, that'd be great someday. A girl can someday. dream. Hey, you know, we got to take baby steps you know, to be yeah. successful in life. You know? Yep, absolutely. You should have heard me when I first started podcasting. I was doing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, boy. You know, people were like, Mike, are you okay? Are you? That's all. Right. And now you've got 300 and something episodes. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're almost finished with season three. We're about to wrap it up soon in the next couple of months here and then start season four in January. So it's. We're doing well. Uh, I want to eventually, what's going to happen, you know, we're going to go to uh, video podcasting in January because I think, you know, Joseph mentioned on yesterday's show, you know, that's where it's at. Video podcasting is what people want to see. The audio is nice, but it resembles a lot of the old school talk radio, like the terrestrial radio, Mm -hmm. you know, but I can tell you audio podcasting is so much easy to edit rather than video. Yes. So I don't know if you saw, but I'm also, that's also one of my, uh, my, my side gigs is I'm co-host of the big sci-fi podcast. I see that. Yeah. And that was, you know, a year ago, if you told me I was going to be a a podcaster, I would have said you're crazy. And, and mostly because I had no interest in doing any editing and I, and I did have an appreciation for what, what went into that, but one of my co-hosts edits. So it makes it awesome (laughs) for, for, for one. and, And he's great at it. Um, but also we've, you know, what we decided to do is we've done a little bit of video and yeah, we, we've already recognized how, how different that is. Yeah. Kind of, kind of to tease that, you know, to get your listeners, uh, pretty much uh, involved in your show more, but you mentioned podcasting, Adina, like, what do you think about podcasting? Do you, do you like doing it? You mentioned you're a co-host. Yeah, I, I love doing it. I love being on, you know, effectively the radio, which I've, I've always kind of loved ever since I did some radio back in college. And I, I do love having these kinds of conversations. And so that's yeah. the magic of our podcast. It's like me and three friends, and we're having a conversation about our favorite stuff. So yeah. it's great. Um, yeah, and sometimes I, we have guests, but we're not we're not an exclusive guest show. We we kind of alternate between just having an episode about a topic. Versus you know, you, you touched something uh, very uh, closely. Uh, hold on, Sauce. I see mm-hmm. you just pop it in here and I'll introduce you to the uh, to our guest. You mentioned guests, Adina. Um, it, it's always great having a guest on your show, but sometimes having too many guests on your show can cause that clog. I noticed, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I've been noticing now, you know, obviously, you know, we're almost pushing 400 episodes, you know, you get to that bracket as a podcast host and a, and a show, you know, you start getting, you know, because re- I can tell you right now, I, I get so many guest re- uh, requests that come in through different types of platforms. Hey, I'd love, you know, I'd love to be on your show. I think I'm a good fit and I'd love to share and explain my story and my journey. And I'm like, I'm all for it. But, you know, it gets to a point where you can't have every show, you know, you have to learn how to, you know, pick and choose. And it's hard. I can tell you, uh, there's a lot of times where I literally have to deny some of these and refer them to other shows mm-hmm. you know, that I've been on or other shows that I personally know and say, you know, you know, maybe you can go over there. I, I wish I can have you on the show, but I'm, I'm, I'm booked. I, yeah. I can tell you right now, Adina, I'm booked up until like next July, you know, That's so awesome. Well, I appreciate you you choosing me. That- yeah, yeah, we happened to uh, we had to look deep into the uh, into the weekly lineup, and I'm like, I think I could put her on Tuesday. That's that's good. Awesome. <laughs> 
But uh, uh, Dina here, I want to introduce you to uh, to my co-host I normally have on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but uh, he wanted to join in here. Uh, this is Mr. Soslin Timison from his show, Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Hello, Mr. Dina. This is Soslin. How's it going? Good. How are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Well, I've been really busy, actually. So we just got done. Um, it, so on my show, we call it Sports Tuesday, and Michael Gardner co-hosts on my Sports Tuesday podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joseph, are you still with us? We're getting a lot yeah. of... Uh, okay, I just I'm, wanted to make sure. I'm still with you. You've been going down a good line of thought. I didn't feel the need to uh, chime in. I did want to uh, ask Adina, about one other technical aspect is uh, I, I invested in a book trailer. I, I see you don't have that. And I, I don't think probably you need to, but I see you do blogs. I do blogs too, but I don't have an RSS feed from my blog to be able to tie to Amazon because when I was looking at your page, I saw how blogs are attached to your author page. And, and that's a, a, a great additional little promotional thing. And I looked at if I could put a copy of my blog up, but I can't, you've got to have an RSS feed blog. But do you get much response to the blogs that are listed on your Amazon author page? Hey guys, if you're trying to look for some new sauces, try Heart Soul Heat. They're out of St. Paul, Minnesota. They have two amazing products called Ghost Pepper, Ghost Honey, guys. Tremendous. I've tried them before. It, it will make your tongue go crazy. Mentioned you heard it on Savage Unfiltered Podcasts. And uh, it's very important, guys. Make sure you, you tell them that because I'm referring you, the listener, over to Heart Soul no, Heat. I, I don't, Check them out today, you know, so guys. Of course, I because, uh, you know, so I use WordPress as my my core website ah, and blog. That's software. So, yeah, <laughs> so the RSS stuff is there. I'm going to just say it, you know, comes with it. It's just there. And then because when on the Amazon author page, they just have the option, hey, link it here. Well, okay, I will I will link it. But no, I don't get a lot of traffic. And, and I'm going to say, I don't get... Uh, get a lot of traffic to the blog, or at least not as much as I, I'm hoping to. I don't really worry about it. I think to to some degree, having a lot of those blog articles are more about me practicing what I want to say on certain topics, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, it masters the craft. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Uh, now, I, I, I hope you don't mind, but I want to go back to this podcast here because yeah. I think it's rather interesting, you know, that you're a co-host on another show. Um, <laughs> Which is a really good marketing tool uh, for yourself, you know, as an author, I think. Out. Movie comes out. All right. We're going there on a Friday night and we're going to watch it. But mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things. Don't ever like understand if you want to be a crazy fan, you can do the, what is it? 22 movies before Endgame all in one go. Mm -hmm. I would say your best bet if you want to get caught up is just try to watch them over a period of time. Like maybe watch one a week. For the next year. For the and next, you, yeah, like that's yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot of time. That's a lot. That's that's what my my daughter's boyfriend Alan is doing. Actually, fiance. In, in all honesty, uh, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but it's almost a a very you know it, it's a cheaper way of self uh you know promoting rather than going to another aspect. Um, do you find yourself as a co-host to another uh, podcast uh, show a good aspect or a bad aspect? You mean being a co-host? 
Yeah, being a coach. Oh, yeah. I think again, I think it is wonderful because there is a you know a shared responsibility there. And I think for me, that was one of the what, what one of the things that attracted me to doing it because you know going out and just doing it on my own, uh, I, I just didn't have the bandwidth to take on like a a whole podcast, I guess, on my own. Yeah, yeah, because that's a, that's a lot of work, yeah. Adina. You know, you're 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 a a full uh, active author. <laughs> you know, you mentioned just before, you know, you're coming out with a book next month. You're a co-host to another podcast uh, show, uh, and I mean, just just. Just imagine doing all that, writing books, and then and then having your very own show without a co-host. That would right. be extremely hard. Right. Well, and and don't uh, you know? I, I have a day job too, and I have kids. So I, oh wow! You're I'm, like I'm a super mom. <laughs> you're you're the super mom. That's 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 awesome. Some days. You know? Some days. Some days. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you, Adina. I'm the same way. Uh, I had several people ask me what you know because i'm involved in politics so why don't i do a podcast and i tell them i put my money into my book rather than a podcast because people don't realize to do a podcast right you've got to invest like michael has so i'm greatly appreciative also of michael having me on as a panelist uh several days that Indeed, like you, it saves us the trouble of having to do a podcast ourselves from scratch, mm -hmm. while the benefit of being able to be on and promote ourselves and our products. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can agree. I can yeah. agree. And so it's and, great. And and the, the team that I'm with, you know, that my co-hosts, really, it is like we're like just a group of friends sitting around talking about our favorite science fiction. Uh, so the show itself is so much fun. And then we split the responsibility of getting things done and of marketing and of planning out our episodes, uh, you know, and all of it. So it, it's been working out. We started we started recording in January. Episodes started releasing in February. And we, we, we released monthly. I'm sorry. We release weekly. Uh, new episode so, every so you're a fairly new podcast then, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, are you, uh, as a fairly new podcast, I'm not sure if you know how it works, but, mm -hmm. you know, usually you start off on the on the lower platforms. Um, I don't know what platform are you. I'm, well, I'm assuming you guys use Anchor FM, right? Well, we started on Anchor and we moved to Libsyn. Uh, Lip, so I've I, heard that. Mm -hmm. And I, now my co-host does take care of a lot of the technical mechanisms there. But the interesting thing was, you know, somewhere in the before the summer started, uh, I don't remember. Uh, you know, it was through Facebook. I learned about this network. So I live near Frederick, Maryland and found out about this network called Listen Frederick. And okay. they, it's just a network of, of local podcasts. And even though my whole, all my co-hosts are not local, the fact that I was, they accepted us into the network. And through that, um, they, we have access to Libsyn via them. And it was just another way to market and get to know other podcasters and have more, again, marketing opportunities. And so, yeah, so now we're on Libsyn. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very similar to Anchor. I mean, obviously, Anchor FM. You you. I mean, I, I, the 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 gentleman that I have on the show right now. I mean, mm -hmm. Joseph resides in Detroit, and Sosland uh, resides in uh, Wisconsin. But I mean, that's 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 great. You know, back in the day, you know, everybody had to come to a studio and record, mm -hmm. and uh, yep. before podcasting was podcasting. And I mean, just just think of the uh, the travel expense. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. 
you're saving so much money just by doing it from the comforts of, you know, your, your laptop or a tablet or a cell phone. A lot of folks use a, a laptop. I use a laptop with a mic. It's just so much easier. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, Asas, are you there, buddy? I am. I'm just, okay. I'm just <laughs> every now and then, because, you know, we, we feel that, you know, we don't want you, we don't want to leave you, you know, left out, Sasha, you know, you have to jump in every now and then. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> so like with podcasting and stuff, you know, I have to say I started on, so my whole podcasting journey didn't start until like my uncle, cause I used to do like Facebook live and I didn't expect, like, I wasn't bringing in as many people as I wanted on Facebook Live. But it also helped what Facebook Live did to me and stuff, which just took my ability to, like, do that live and took it away. Because when you're adopted from another country, that kind of doesn't go in your favor. Um, so what happened was Michael introduced me to Anchor. And then I, and I just, like, um, like con, a fire in a cotton field. You just, boom, or flourish. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But um, uh, Adina here, um, um, do you see anything else for yourself or just you, you just want to stick with books and uh, and podcasting? Well, books and, and, and podcasting until, you know, uh, Netflix comes around and offers me a deal for my books, in which case, you know, we'll, we'll get into a screenplay. <laughs> there you go. I hear you on that, Adina. People are always uh, asking about that aspect too. What mm-hmm. could my book potentially be made into a movie? I say, yeah, it could, but you know, and the other thing is audio books, uh, whereas though my book has got special fonting and formatting, so it doesn't lend well to the Kindle, mm-hmm. let alone an audio book. People wouldn't be able to follow it as easily. Now you said you, I or I think Mike hinted at so I see on the. Savaged, unfiltered. The Amazon page, it is yours are, or at least one available in audio form? No, Crazy Foolish Robots is available in audiobook form. However, it's not yet on Audible, but it's like on every other audio platform out there right now. We're working to get, we, we had some issues getting it into audio, into Audible, but I think we're, we're just about done working that out. And I'm hoping, you know, any day now <laughs> it'll be on Audible. So quick question. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So what, so in order to make a book and Audible, what do you have to do? Like, is there like a certain process or do you have to read the whole book and like the mic or what, what's the process? Yeah. Well, so the process that I went through, so there's a few different ways, you know, to do it. Uh, well, so it, it's really as simple as yes, you need to find someone either yourself or someone you like uh, or whose voice you like to read the book and record and do some at least, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of post-production on that. And you can do it through a variety of different methods. Audible has their ACX program where you can do it right through there. Uh, and you can, as an author, you can go on to ACX and set up your account and look for, uh, you know, an interview or, you know, audition narrators right there and do it through that platform. Or there is other services available that are similar. And that's actually what I went with. There's one called Find Away Voices. That's the one I used. So I, I signed up for Find Away Voices. I put up basically like a sample of my book to have people audition for it. And I selected one and she 
read it and you know there was always like little edits and I listened to it and made sure everything was pronounced right yada yada and then you know boom it's there is an audiobook and find a way they distribute it through all the different channels but yeah we had an issue with audible <laughs> yeah there's uh there's there's so many different uh platforms that you can mm -hmm. use I mean uh we're on audible uh the podcast here savage unfiltered um uh, we just became available on audible probably about three months ago uh, actually, three months ago was really the mm -hmm. month where our show took its map. You know, we went to iHeartRadio, which is a big one. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Amazon Music is another big one. Uh, Pandora, I think, is a big one. And then Audible. And I have folks that sometimes listen. And, you know, I'm on so many different blogs as well, online blogs. And some of the folks that reach out to me, they're like, how did you get your podcast to Audible? Because that's usually for books. I'm like, well, it's very easy, you know, uh, but it's easy to somebody that understands on how to do it because mm -hmm. there's folks that are, you know, somewhat tech savvy and there's folks that just like don't know how to go around that. Um, I have a lot of pull in a lot of different networks because like you mentioned earlier in the show, you used to work for a college radio uh, program. Mm -hmm. I have... Uh, embedded in a college radio program as myself in my early 20s uh, when I was going through college and everything. And that's pretty much where I learned a lot of what I'm doing now. You know, I was originally a, uh, a wire guy, a tech guy, and they taught me different things. And, you know, there's certain different, you know, you know, kind of leeways in the business. And there's there's always a different approach of doing it. Now, how I did it was uh, through a program. Uh, that's affiliated with Anchor FM. Uh, where basically, they read off. Are you familiar with uh, RSS, Adina? Yes. Yeah. How I got my program on Audible is where I entered my RSS, uh, which every major podcast network has. They all have your RSS. That's how yep. you get your, your, your podcast program or your show available on other platforms. You click into that RSS. So I clicked into my RSS and I basically plugged it into Audible. Now, I was expecting to have it rejected because they normally favor books more than podcasts. Been accepted. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> and we just went from there. So interesting. We'll look into that. Yeah, I want to look into that. I, I, uh, yeah. I think I had seen the concept of, of podcasts in Audible, but I didn't really think too deeply about it because, right, that's not where... I feel like that was not where most people go to look for podcasts. Well, they have a they have a separate category now. Yeah. They have Audible ebooks, and then they have your your podcasts or talk radio shows. So okay. I'm going to add that to my homework list. Well, because uh, Adina, so even you know, with being uh, so the interesting part is I do Audible as I'm on Audible as well. I guess from and it's about to be I think into sports. Is that right, Michael? About another yeah, year? yeah. Well, th this is the thing. A lot of people that are getting into the industry of podcasting. You know, where I don't have a problem of, 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 of explaining it to other podcasters that are just getting into it. Uh, what is actually interesting, podcasting works almost similar to uh, people that write books, authors. Uh, when you start developing other contenting topics on your show, uh, there are uh, what we call in the industry, um, uh, they're almost similar to like uh, like uh, like poll workers, right? That, that work political polls. What they do is, or, or, or I, I, I like to call them as trolls. They're in a good way, not a bad way. They'll actually listen to your show 
And they work for these different types of platforms, iHeart, uh, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, everything. And they'll see the type of content that you're bringing in. Okay, he pretty much fits into the political uh, uh, viewpoint, or he's more of a sports podcast or a, uh, you know, a, uh, a society and culture podcast. When you split into different categories, you basically, you know, you, you bring that into your show. Two, there are some that are using Google services. You can have AI even read your book for far less, but I agree with you. The route you went is better to have a real uh, person because the AI doesn't understand where proper inflections and deviation of voice needs to occur. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, like, you know, now AI reading, I'm going to say has its its place, like even just as a, a writer, sometimes what I'll do is in like Microsoft Word, you can have it read back your document to you. And from editing that document, that's that hearing that hearing it, as opposed to looking at it on the screen, uh, it helps you catch some mistakes when you hear it. So there, there's definitely like a room for that kind of, you know, for that technology in our lives. Although now that I think about it, because my book is about, you know, these funny alien robots, having like an AI read it might have made sense too. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, that would have made sense. It would have been cute and clever. Yeah, for maybe that. have an, an alternate yeah. reading, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you gave that tip or trick because the next project I'm working on right now is becoming a better writer and how to become a published author. And that's one of the tips and tricks I've written into my next book. For people looking to become an author and becoming published, that is indeed it. Have Word or whatever program read it back to you. Because, yes, hearing it can make a difference. Because when you as an author read your own book, and we all do this, it's part of human nature. You can accidentally read what you expect to be there Mm -hmm. rather than what is actually there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, guys, I want to apologize for the noise. I'm going to edit that out. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Sass and um, Joseph know I reside in um, in Florida, Adina, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're experiencing a lot of thunderstorms. Uh, we've had a really, really uh, up enough uh, uh, terrible season. If, if yeah, that. I know. I have a lot of family down there. So yeah, we uh, have luckily- a th- uh, we have a thunderstorm right now going uh, over us. So Lovely. we're going to basically cut this here in the next couple of minutes. Just, you know, if, if it does cut, I don't want you thinking, oh, it, you know, he <laughs> cut it. And this, no, no, it's hopefully, hopefully it doesn't cut. So, <laughs> you know. But, uh, so, um, Adina, before we kind of conclude, what, so what made you like ever start doing it, becoming a podcaster? Has that always been your dream or have you been more of an author that slowly transitioned into podcasting actually it yeah so so i'm gonna say neither (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't really always a dream although i've always had interest in audio work uh like i mentioned i did radio but they're digitally imposing the face of the actress who who, when she's not she hulk 
I mm-hmm. bet that's what that is. Well, you're oh, probably that right, because that that's what plausible. I've always they did had with just, uh, Ruffalo. You know, I'm a speaker. I, I do love audio stuff, okay? And this time last year, I was a guest on a lot of podcasts, and people kept asking me, hey, are you going to start your own? And at the time, I was like, well, no, because I, I didn't want to do it on my own. And then it was in De- November, December of last year, I met up with some people. We were actually all writing for, you know, so I'm a big Star Trek fan that that is my my core science fiction fandom is star trek and i was doing some articles for a start a, a fan site you know just about about star trek and i met these other these other guys as part of it and we were going to all kind of be part of a podcast for that site but that fell apart but a couple of us have recorded a couple episodes and we felt that there was some chemistry there so we were like well let's just go do our own podcast and we did. And it's been, it's such a great time. So I've, I've enjoyed everything about it since we started. There, you know, like I say, you know, you, you learn your base, you, you, sometimes you, you branch into other topics, but your, mm-hmm. your, your topic is pretty much like sci-fi, right? You guys, mm-hmm. you guys pretty much stay on that, that point there. Well, <laughs> we, so during the, so we'll have a, you know, so every episode has a theme. Like, so we'll talk about one episode will be like aliens and science fiction, or one will be about like faster than like travel and science fiction. And whoever is the, you know, out of the four of us, one of us takes the lead for that episode and, you know, kind of comes up with some questions ahead of time to, you know, to, to help us prepare. So we tracky than a star Wars Ian or whatever the heck they call themselves. Cause star Trek has been great. And although star Trek, I got to say lately is the, the new incarnations have gone political, gone woke. I have no idea why, but, you know, Star Trek did always deal in culture issues of the day back then. I mean, a lot of those episodes dealt with racism and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So, but uh, I think Star Wars has really gone off the rails. So I remain <laughs> more a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm, you know, so I, the way I describe it to people is I majored in Star Trek. I minored in Star Wars <laughs> and love everything else. But, you know, Star Wars, I have a special love for Star Wars because at the age of like six or seven is when I first got exposed to the first, you know, the very, very, very first Star Wars movie, you know, A New Hope episode four. So I, I was six in 1980. And that was about when I started watching that. And I fell in love with R2-D2 and C-3PO right away. <laughs> and, you know, so that my, my love of robots really comes from that, that. But then I'm going to say a few years later is when I really got into Star Trek. And I was a teenager when Star Trek The Next Generation was in its first run on air. And yeah. that's my core track. I mean, like that's that my teenage years are defined by next generation and my love of, you know, aerospace and space and doing all the space stuff kind of comes from, from Star Trek. Yeah. I love all of it. (laughs) You're not, you're not too far from, from, from my, uh, from my generation. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, obviously it seems like you're like six years older than me. Um, (laughs) But uh, I remember when those series came out, I mean, I was a little bit younger than you then, but Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just the the different series of Star Trek and, you know, then Star Wars. And I mean, Star Wars goes back to like, you know, like the 70s. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, that's where, in my opinion, you know, where all the uh, the CGI came in, you know, mm-hmm. the early CGI. And I, I, I love that. You know, I love movies with CGI. But uh, 
Yeah. And so, and then the new track, all the stuff that's happening now is, well, one, I'm still happy because I remember the time when we didn't have new track, you know, any new track. And like, I kind of remember that, like that desert, that lull. So the fact that yeah. we have so much right now, I'm, I'm that person, I'm not going to like look a gift horse in the mouth. But one of the interesting things, so one of my favorite new tracks is Lower Decks, the animated, you know, the animated comedy. And one is one, I love animated stuff. Two, I love comedy stuff. But three, it's the show that my, my, oldest son he's 12 and so for years you know he's always known that mommy is a star trek fan but he was never you know getting into it lower decks is bringing him into the fandom and oh, so i am extra yeah. excited about that because we'll watch lower decks and it's full of references to Next Generation, to Deep Space Nine, to Voyager, and to original series. So then what we have to do is he's like, Mom, well, what's that? Where did that come from? Well, guess what? We got to go watch this old episode, and he will actually <laughs> watch it with That's me <laughs> and willingly yeah. watch it with me. Yeah, I have a daughter of mine. She, uh, she's 16, and um, she she she's getting into all that. She's like, she's like, Dad, I don't know why, you know. The rest of the students in high school, they they don't like Star Trek. They they don't like Star Wars. This stuff is great. I'm like, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Do you think that Star Wars and like, well, the Star Trek and Star Wars is coming like becoming outdated in this generation? What? Mm -mm. No, 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 you don't think I, so. I, no, not at all. So, there, well, there's there's a lot of key difference. So asking that question about Star Trek and asking that question about Star Wars are very different questions because they're they're such different franchises yeah they're different franchises yeah. but they have similarities in some well, type of form I, I would say there's actually very i would argue that there's very little similarity other than they, like, they're both set in outer space and i some agree of the, some of the key difference and i think the key difference in this context is that star trek started out as a tv series with kind of like a, and they they kind of was developing like this whole universe for a series for you know Again, they had like 70 something original episodes. That's a that's 70 something, you know, like almost 70 something hours of content where Star mm. Wars, when Star Wars got its start, yes, it was kind of its own self-contained universe, but it started out with really one movie and maybe they had some kind of concept for the, the other movies, but they didn't start out with as much depth in the universe. And they've been trying, my opinion, to backfill and kind of expand when their base was not as core or is not as expansive as, as Star Trek was. And yeah, I, think, I, agree, I yeah. agree. And I think four, five, and six were great films. Uh, when they went back to do episodes one, two, and three, it's where they went off the rails mm -hmm. and it's been garbage since. Uh, I love the original Star Trek shows, but my favorite is Enterprise with Scott. Bacula is kind of my favorite Star Trek. Well, here's the thing, Joseph. You know, you mentioned it's, you know, it started going, you know, it's becoming garbage and everything. That's what happens when you take a franchise like that and you try to blend it into some of our society. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you wokenize it. Yeah, you yeah. wokenize it. And again, the, even the current Star Treks, uh, I, I forget, I, I watched the first two seasons of of uh, not explore but discovery 
Discovery, yeah. I thought the first two seasons were good, but now again, yeah, they're gone woke. It's getting ridiculous. But again, Star Trek always did have a root in, uh, you know, cultural issues. So it's kind of hard to fault them, but I, I won't watch it. But uh, but you're right, Sauce. Like the Star Wars early on went woke. And uh, the need for the, this next film has got to be a female lead, whether it fits the, the generic storyline we were planning on and uh, or not. And it, well, yeah, well, the, there, there's all that unfortunateness yeah. in, in these. Joseph, Joseph, just look at the latest Star Wars, you know, with Harrison Ford. I mean, you know, that last movie was a flop. I mean, they expected, you know, so much from that movie. It was going to be such a success blockbuster. And I think it it did terrible. To the uh, beginning, like Scream did and Halloween yeah. is doing. Yeah, and but look at Tomatoes, Tomatoes, Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes gave that movie, I think, like a three. It was terrible. Oh, wow. It was real old. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, if you bring back the original, that tends to do better. But you're right. For some reason, the Star Wars one with the old characters was the exception to the rule. Like Ghostbusters Aftermath did really good doing a hat tip to the original crew. And like I said, Scream and Halloween has gone woke too, Sauce. Yeah, yeah. Joseph, we mentioned that, you know, on an early episode with uh, with Ghostbusters, you know, like when they came out with the uh, uh, the female version of Ghostbusters, I thought that was a slap in the face in the franchise, you know? Yeah, and it flopped, rightfully so, but Aftermath, thankfully, brought it back and did well even despite the covid lingering lockdown and lots of people going to the show issues yeah we discussed that all in a movies episode people should go back on anchor savage unfilter and look up i need to go i haven't seen the most that most recent ghostbusters movie that you mentioned i have not not don't 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 spend your money on it it was actually yeah, the, the 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 aftermath one was good, but I'm talking. That's about- the one I'm talking about. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah aftermath is definitely worth seeing, but we're kind of getting off uh, the beaten path here from Adina's work. Well, this is exactly how my podcast goes: is we have like a topic, uh, you know, science fiction. We just we just tangent a little bit. That's this. And then we come back. Hey, Adina, we that's what makes the show relevant. That's what brings in the audience. That's what mm-hmm. I noticed. Like, if you're going to talk about the same boring topic all the time, you're going to lose your base. You have yeah, to blend that's what it a little I say. bit. That's, yeah. You know, you know the funny part is, so I have Michael on my show quite a bit, and we start on one topic, and then you. And somehow you never know what might come out of my mouth. And it's just very, and I said, you know what? I'm sorry for bouncing all over after we're done. But I said, one way to keep your audience in t- or attracted is if you talk about a whole bunch of variety of subjects, but somehow correlate it back to where you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like a book. Let's get back to books and, and Adina. Like, I'm sure, like my book, is is not just about terrorism. I mean, there's a lot of other sub-themes in there. So through your sci-fi work, usually sci-fi is set up to present that alternate kind of universe or reality, but you have very uh, relevant to today's time and place subject matter, and you hinted at that at the top, about uh, not getting too sci-fi, 
rooting it in reality of today still too. And what sub themes do you like to touch on in these books? So I'm very, you know, one of the things that, that got me into, you know, cause my, my day job is I work in aerospace and, you know, science fiction was essentially my gateway into science. Right. So I, I do kind of like to, in, in some kind of, I guess, not so hidden way, but have enough stuff there that someone reading my book might get interested in, in real science. Like, you know, if I'm writing about Saturn and Saturn's moon Titan, well, maybe they're motivated to then look at it like, well, okay, I don't actually know anything about Titan in real life. What's Titan in real life? Like, and, and start thinking about that. Um, so if there's anything, even though that in itself is not a theme, I would say that's a, an underlying yeah. uh, hope or under, underlying wish for uh, people reading my stuff. <laughs> uh, Dina, all these, uh, all this topics and uh, material that you're bringing into the uh, show, have you ever thought about reaching over to uh, Elon Musk? Because this might want to, he might want to be on your show about He's all my competitor. <laughs> we, so in my day job, I work for, uh, I work for a competing company. So oh, okay. We'll, we'll leave this, we'll leave the SpaceX and the uh, space force out of the conversation. Well, no, actually, It's okay. No, SpaceX is a, uh, you know, we, we do actually launch a lot on their rockets too. So no, it's uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, not, I live yeah. about, uh, about 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> west of, uh, of the SpaceX uh, facility. Cool. So, I mean, yeah. Well, it's not cool because uh, the house is constantly shaking all the time. You know, okay, because... well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, we get those sonic booms constantly, you know, take off and then they they land and all that other stuff. But... Yeah, and it is really, I'll, I'll, you know, even though they are one of our competitors, I'm going to say, you know, they've been doing amazing things for the industry. It's very exciting. It's, it's incredible. Oh, yeah, exciting. we just, they, uh, well, I live in, um, I live in central Florida. I live in Orlando and uh, this area of Florida, we, we named it over the years, uh, the space coast, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, the, the amount of, you know, economy uh, that's coming into this area, you know, through space X and space forces. I mean, it's tremendous. I, the, mm -hmm. the job market, it's crazy. I think they just hired like over almost 500,000 new employees just in, in the space X program. Crazy. Yeah, there's, well, there's, so yeah, as a, you know, more and more is happening. And one of the, the big things that's upcoming that I'm very excited about is the, the NASA's Artemis missions, which are, you know, in large part supported by, you know, a whole variety of commercial companies across, you know, across the country and everything, including, uh, you know, I can, I can say the company I work for, I work for North Grumman, um, Although through one of their acquisitions, I've, I've always worked for some space company and Northrop bought us a, a few years ago. And so that's that's where I am. But yeah, what's happening, you know, in our in NASA's plans to like go back to the moon and on to Mars and the way they're involving commercial you know, industries, it's just amazing. And I just can't wait to see this this upcoming moon mission happen. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, too. And I'm going to have to take this point to uh, sign off. It was good chatting with you, Dina. Uh, appreciate being part of the show again, Michael. Good hearing from you again, too, Sauce. But I'm no going to have to wrap off. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up here as as, as myself here because I have to wrap it up. I got to get some uh, some side projects uh, worked on for the show. But it was great hearing you, Joseph. Thank you very much, buddy. And uh, we'll see you during the week, man. Yeah, take care, everybody. God bless. All righty. All right. All right, Adina. Um, uh, you know, as we're going to conclude here uh, with you, um, is there anything else you want to uh, add into to the show? 
uh, oh, gosh. for some listeners. Yeah, no, just uh, if you have any interest in science fiction and science and all the stuff, go check out my website, adinam.com, and you can find my books, you can find my email newsletter, and and I don't know, share my love of science and science fiction. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. And if, you, if you'd like, you can plug in your show. You know, I always mm-hmm. love, you know, giving that honor and opportunity to the guests if, if I do have a fellow podcaster on the show. So for some of my listeners that tune in on a lot of platforms, including iHeartRadio, uh, where can they find you uh, yeah, with your so- show? Sure. So we are the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, and we go where few science fiction fans have gone before. Well, really, all we do is have fun discussing and talking about our favorite shows. And you can find us on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. um, And I guess through Libsyn, you can find us, too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Stitcher. Sounds (laughs) good. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Well, I want to thank you. Uh, on behalf of uh, the show here and uh, a lot of the listeners that tune in, uh, it was a great honor having you on the show of Savage Unfiltered. Well, thank you. And uh, I, I wanna, I wanna wish you the best, you know, with your books and you know future books that come out, and including your show too. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate yep. it. Thank you so much for having great me. Great job on, and great job on your work, by the way. Thank you. No problem. All right, all right, Adina, you have a, you have a good day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye now.